Welcome to a special edition of Inside the Hashes podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Roberts. Today, I am joined by an all-Mountain Valley selection as the third-team Phil Steele All-American from last season. That's Western Illinois senior defensive tackle, Colin Saunders. Colin, how's everything been going for you so far this offseason? Uh, uh, thanks for having me. And, um, it's been going pretty good. I've been uh, working a lot and you know, been in the gym as much as I can, so hopefully that can transpire into the season next year. Definitely. So, Colin, the first step in your in your little journey that I'm going to put you through here, I'm going to take you back to Parkway Central in St. Louis, Missouri, okay? Back to your high school. <laughs> Let me hear, I, and I've read a lot, let me hear about those running back days. I want to hear some of the biggest accomplishments, proudest moments. Bring me back to that time. <laughs> well, one of the proudest moments is being able to play it. You know, that was a big deal for me because uh, I never played an uh, offensive lineman position Growing up, and um, I always felt like I was a little bit athletic as far as, you know, just being able to move more so. And um, so just getting an opportunity to play is, you know, my biggest accomplishment. And then as far as, you know, actual games, to remember, just think the, uh, my favorite game was probably the one I had at the game before state because it was like a advanced game kind of because that was our only, our only loss we took. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier that season, so you know, it felt good. But yeah, as far as the memory, that was probably my most vivid one. And in high school, were were you mostly a defensive tackle, or did you kind of move around? Oh yeah, defensively, I was um, only a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I uh, played inside and because we had a number very talented uh, man named Jonathan Bond. I'm pretty you know done your homework on him, but yeah, he. He was very talented, and he was a six-five, you know, two seventy-five kid. So he, um, that's what we. I was playing, you know, with the inside for me. But as yeah, offense, I played a little bit of everything. I played running back, and then obviously fullback, and then I played a little bit of a little bit of tight end from certain sets. Was that Jonathan Bonner that plays at Notre Dame right now? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh wow. I, it, it, while I was doing my homework, Colin, I actually missed that part. I, how was anybody able to run the ball against you? <laughs> no, it was it was hard. You can ask any other coach in the, in St. Louis, but I mean, ultimately, no. Uh, we played in state against Lee Summit. They figured it out. That that was an extraordinary team. That was probably the best high, high school team I've ever seen in person. Mm-hmm. And how how often do you talk to Jonathan? Are you guys still talk regularly? Uh, not ready, you know, just conflict the schedule, but uh, I actually did reach out to him because I saw he was staying in, um, at Notre Dame for an extra year because he was scheduled to graduate, I think. Right. And I just told him, you know, to, like, you know, to strive for excellence and, you know, just put on from the worry from and stuff like that and, you know, just words and encouragement and stuff like that. Gotcha. So let's move on a little bit in our journey. Can you highlight your recruitment for me? Uh, who are some of the front runners for you, and why did you end up choosing Western Illinois? Uh, well, that's actually the interesting part. I didn't. I mean, there is no front runner. Western was the only one I had as far as Division One. Uh huh. And um, and I, I, I took, you know, I, I didn't have any Division One offers. I had two Division Two offers and Division Three and stuff like that. And uh, actually, one team offered me to play running back at a D two school. Wow! But I didn't take that. So, uh, but yeah, I, um, 
as far as like a front runner, that Western was the only one Division One wise that came to me for football. However, I did throw shot put in um, high school. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple bigger schools like Wisconsin and Mizzou talking to me about shot put, but obviously I wanted to play football in college, so I kind of turned those off the town. But um, yeah, as far as football, this is my only Division One offer, and uh, you know I, I came in on partial scholarship. And I, I mean, obviously, I was thankful for the opportunity to get to play Division One because I, I was kind of really, honestly, I did not know anything about FCS football. Mm-hmm. And um, so when they contacted me, I was kind of like, you know, who are these guys? I did a little research on them, and then I looked up their schedule and I saw that they played Wisconsin. So I, that kind of interested me. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're playing the competition in the wall. Like, I don't know them, but if they're playing them, it, it doesn't matter if I know them or not because, you know, that's the, who they're playing. I ended up coming here and went on a visit here, and I, I liked the, the atmosphere and the size of it, and so I ended up ultimately committing here. And I'm happy I did because they took they took a lot of chances on me. And uh, you know, coming out of high school, I was a smaller, shorter defensive tackle, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. So they took their chances, and you know, I, that's why I played. I do for them because if I, they would never have took that chance. I wouldn't have got an opportunity to play Division One football. Well, I mean, it's a big congratulations to being a person at the level to get a scholarship for Division One football. So you should feel blessed about that opportunity. I would like to ask you, so I, I did my homework, like I said. I saw the 60-foot shot putter you were in high school. I'm actually a track and field coach for a high school in New Jersey. So I understand. Oh, yeah. I'm a throwing coach, so I, I understand how impressive that 60-foot mark is. Was there any point where you almost decided to do track rather than football in college? Uh, actually, yeah. Um, there's a, I mean, there was a point that I, like I said, I didn't get any offers. Um, that was the foremost thing, and and so it was a point where it was these bigger, you know, more romantic, I guess, schools that you can fall in love with easier because of the campus stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. School was reaching out to me, and, and I was thinking, I'm just like, if I can't play football at the level I think I should be playing, obviously I was a younger, big-headed football player, you know, thinking I'm better than I am. But you know, I was like, if I don't, because I didn't really want to settle for a Division Two, just because I felt like, as far as my numbers and just how I felt as a player, I, I was capable of playing Division One. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I ended up. I was actually reaching out to a lot of the schools that offered me for track to see if they can come up with a dual scholarship for both. But a lot of the schools that were doing that, on mm-hmm. being track, uh, their football programs didn't really want to, you know, come or put partial to the scholarship because, one, I guess in NCAA, I didn't know at the time, but in NCAA and FBS, you can't do partial scholarships. I guess it's either like 100% scholarship or, or walk-ons. Right. So I didn't know that at the time. So um, I was actually trying to, convince Mizzou's coach to, you know, give me a scholarship and then I can go. But the, thing, the only thing that was, you know, bad in my part is that on a track scholarship, you can't play football, but on a football scholarship, you can do track. Right. It's because, you know, the injuries is way more injury prone than football sure. and they can lose you in track. So that was, it didn't make, it, I mean, it made sense to me, but uh, ultimately they chose to go with other options and didn't help me. So I didn't need to play for, you know, Mizzou or Wisconsin, anybody like that. So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a point that I was considering just going track 
and trying to walk on or something in football, but I didn't really want to do that because as far as financially, I knew that was going to be a burden to try and pay for some of that stuff as a walk-on and then, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that's when Western came into into the light, and that's when, you know, they offered me, and that was when we were under Coach Nielsen, and um, so they came down to St. Louis and talked to me and told me about, you know, what our program is, and we play so-and-so teams, and we play this many FBS teams a year and stuff like that, so. That's when I started looking into Western more so. Mm-hmm. And sorry to backtrack for a second, but you, you mentioned that a Division two team actually wanted you to come play running back. Can you name drop for me? Can you tell me who that was? I think it was Missouri Western. Missouri Western? Um, they wanted me to come down there and be a, like, both the ball player. Wow. Ret- returning kicks, too, or just offense, defense? <laughs> hey, if they wanted me to, I was down. I can, <laughs> if I get my hands on the ball, I'm, I'm going to know what to do with it. Ah, I hear you. So, for the listeners who haven't gotten to see you play yet, can you just describe your playing style for everyone? Um, I would say the first and foremost aspect of it is just, like, mental. Uh, I, I feel like, obviously, I'm a pretty uh, solid size mm. position and solid weight, but I'm just a dominating physical stature. I like that, and I, and I came to realize that, though. I don't use it as a crutch. I actually follow my plan for, you know, a lot of people like Aaron Donald who are my size and stuff like that. So right. I'll say the first one is mental, definitely, because you got to know what you're doing before you can do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of, you know, being a fifth year, about to be a fifth year, senior, I've seen a lot of just, I mean, physical specimens come through this program and not be able to grasp it that quickly or at all because they just don't, you know, know how to, read certain things or read a block or read a play progression or something like that. So mm-hmm. the first aspect is definitely mental. And then uh, and then after that, I would say just kind of savvy. Like I'm like a very savvy player as far as, you know, doing, doing my job and being creative in the way I do it because a lot of times, like, you'll see you have to set an edge or be contained on a perfect and I, I like, figure out what to do it to where there's no doubt about it that it can get done. But the whole lot like to use the feed me, and then the last second, I'm right where I need to be or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like that's a big part of my game. So when I saw you on film, kind of like what you were saying, I, I saw the physical presence. I saw great leverage in the run game. I saw a kid that actually, or young man, that has some – underrated quickness i saw you had 12 tackles for loss seven and a half sacks so you were kind of a force against the run and the pass can you kind of explain to the viewers how important it is for you to be equally as good at both of those things oh uh, i mean that's if you if you can do both you don't come off the field and that's you know that's my whole mantra behind the game if i i want to play this long and as hard as i can so if i can if I'm not a specialist, like just a third down specialist or just a run stepping specialist, mm-hmm. and I can do them both, then, you know, if I can be on the field and we have full three and out, that's only three plays. So obviously I'm not fatigued or anything. So I just find myself, you know, being versatile enough to stop the run because obviously everything in America and any league runs the ball. And then when it comes time to see the whole line at one on one, like I just take into account, you know, the running back drills that I used to do and mm-hmm. as far as footwork, I practiced a lot of footwork 
So, yeah, I just I use that level type of things to get me better position, you know, uh, average D-line. And you mentioned Aaron Donald earlier. I know you grew up in St. Louis. Obviously, the Rams have since relocated to Los Angeles. Did you grow up a Rams fan? Is that why you wear that 99? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually the exact reason. Uh, uh, I did. I mean, I grew up a Rams fan as far as represent represent my hometown. But um, right. my, my favorite player of all time is Michael Vick, though. That's first and foremost. But okay, my favorite player in the NFL right now is definitely Aaron Donald. Uh huh. It's just like it's it's amazing to see how. I mean, actually, I'm bigger than him. I think I'm. He's six about six one two eighty five, and right now I'm about. Six one three ten. So I'm actually looking at him, and he dominates like day in and day out. Like he's you know one of those six four three fifteen size D linemen. And now I guess if you can't marvel at something like that, then you know I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually am a Rams fan as well, Callan, or I, I don't know if you still are, but I grew up a Rams fan. When I was growing up, it was the greatest show on turf, and my favorite player growing up was Marshall Falk. I don't know if you're quite old. I don't know if you're quite old enough to remember Marshall, but my man was Superman with two and eight on his chest. So, yeah, I definitely remember him and Isaac and Oh, yeah. That was that was my favorite team. That's that's when the love affair started. I was eight years old, and that was the team. Um, so, are you still a Rams fan now, or have you have you kind of lost interest since they moved? Well, uh, I'm. I would say I'm a. I really don't have a favorite team now because there's so many shifts and movements. But right. I mean, I, I definitely support the Rams. Like if they were to be going into the playoffs or something, I would want them to win it just because they deserve that. But as far as the actual fan, I'm not a, an actual fan of any team. I support, I would say my most supported team is the Rams and the Chiefs. Right. Those are the two things I would want to see win, but I mean, if they're not in the fight, or if they're not in the playoffs, it's not going to, you know, hurt my heart or anything like that. Right. So you just kind of support the state teams and, well, one team's yeah, not a state anymore, yeah. but that's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I can say I, I'm still a Rams fan just because I'm not, I, I I wasn't a Rams fan because you you're from St. Louis. I wasn't a Rams fan for that reason. So when they moved, I didn't really have any hard feelings about leaving Missouri. You know what I mean? That was, uh, that was kind of, that's what if anything would, would hurt the most because I would want to play for your hometown growing up, but no longer a dream now. You never know. They might come back. Who knows? Right? They they've been back and forth before, so you never know. So. Colin, um, I mean, obviously the last couple of years you've accomplished some great things. I mentioned the third-team All-American last year, All-Conference. So going into your, your redshirt senior season, your fifth year, what is what are some goals that you have team-wise, individual-wise? What will be considered a success for your senior year? Um, for team-wise, uh, well, actually team and individual, I mean, everything I do, is geared towards the team, so mm-hmm. I would just say team and this my team and individual goal is to go as far as we can in the playoffs. So you know we've made it uh, three or two five yeah we made it twice in the past in the three years that I've been playing, mm-hmm. and so obviously I want to go again just for the players I want to see how the years I was playing, but also I don't just want to go like that's what we talk about. In the locker room a lot. Like, we know we have the talent to get there, but it's about advancing. And obviously, I know you probably already know, but last year we took a tough loss at Weaver State by yeah. two points, and that was just kind of like, 
that was big. That's the end of the end of the season. It was like you know what we really trained for a long time, and then when we got this far, we were that close. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the guys coming back since we like I said, we're the, a group that's been to the playoffs, you know, multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. This group, this particular group, and this grade level has a lot of experience. So I'm like going. Obviously, you on the defensive side of the ball. I know you have your quarterback, Sean McGuire, back for next year. But, of course, with every team, you lose a player here and there. I know you lost Brett Taylor, who was a great linebacker for you guys, a tackling machine. Can you just tell the fans what kind of extra motivation there's been for you to be a, a more vocal leader this offseason? Yeah, I mean, um, like you said, you know, we lost a big I mean, probably the biggest piece you can lose in the defense. Or in the team, an organization, really, like anything you, you say, you know, Brett was that guy. He was the safety pointed. Like, you saw everybody missed the tackle out of 10 guys or out of 11 guys. One out of 11 person that's going to make it there that you didn't think is going to make it. So, you know, we are missing a big piece of him. But as far as vocal leadership, I mean, the guys in the locker room, they pretty much they listen to me as far as, you know, uh, it, it means like, I've been playing for a long time. Like, I'm entering my 15th year of football total. So, mm-hmm. as far like, some guys, they come, they, um, their first year of football was, like, freshman year of high school or something like that. So, they just ask for, you know, leadership or, you know, tips, like, just because I've been playing for a long time. But, uh, as far as, like, vocal leadership, they listen to me. And they, they already, I don't really, I'm not a rah-rah type of guy. Like, I'm not going to yell at you. If you're doing something wrong, because I was at that stage too, you know, I, not not that stage, but I have been that in that position where I was, you know, a red shirt freshman or a red shirt, you know, not even a red shirt freshman, and just was like, you know, oh, whatever it is, you know, you can get discouraged during that time. I mean, I'm not gonna be the one that's yelling at him like, you need to, you better do these weights, you better do this. So it's more so encouragement, just like, you know, we all been here before, man. Keep pushing through. You know, don't think that you're alone or. take you into the future now after the season your final year you accomplished all the goals that you had set out your team let's say won a championship they did very successful to your standards 
What's next for Colin Saunders? What's the dream for you? Uh, I mean, the dream from the very beginning since I first saw football, uh, I think at the level I was watching, um, my dad played football. He was a quarterback, and uh, he wore number 10. I wore that in high school, but that was beyond the point. But um, he, he, he just kind of like trained me and guided me to play sports in general. And I played basketball and football growing up. And then when I started filling out and – you know, I was weighing a lot, like, and it wasn't looking like a sloppy. Like, I was getting really big out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, he kind of took advantage of that. He was like, you know, I'm going to get him in the football early. And since he got me in that, like, I feel like I've gotten better every year as far as, like, personal-wise and, like, just looking back on what I used to do, playing the same position to what I do now, I feel like I've advanced. So, obviously, the, the end goal is after all these years of advancements, it's just taking it to the highest level and to get paid for what I love doing. And I pretty much set my future around this. Like, uh, well, not around the NFL, per se, but around football in general. Like, I, if I'm coaching or playing or being a mentor or agent, anything like that, it, it just has to be around football because this is, like, outside of my parents, this sport is what raised me. take you even further down the line wait years down the line okay i want you to put yourself in the place that you were a western illinois supporter or fan that got the privilege of seeing you play your four or five years what do you want to be your legacy when people look back on your career outside of just the normal he was a great player what else do you want to be remembered for Because I feel like if you 
if you exert positive energy and everybody else, and then on top of all of that, you're a great player, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's selfish. Like, for example, Brett. Brett Taylor, he's, he's pretty much what I'm trying to do with this because it's even better for him because he's from here. So, you know, he's a Macomb hero, but it's like, on top of all of that, he was in, in the community. Everybody knows Brett. You know, everybody knows of him, knows he's a great football player, and knows that he'll do anything for anybody in this community. So I'm just trying to do that as far as giving, because this community is very small, so it's easy to make an impact on it. Like, this community is really small compared to Mizzou or, uh, you know, Wisconsin, anywhere like that. So mm-hmm. if you put back into the community, you'll see it immediately because it's that small. It, it comes back that fast. So, you know, I'm just trying to, as far as the legacy, I'm trying to obviously leave some kind of, you know, tangible item like a, facilities or jerseys or something like that but on top of that like I just want you know people to feel more connected as a whole and as far as like supporting football and supporting loving that football because when we got there there was not a lot of people in the stands and uh and, you know I, I feel like that affects players psychedelic part like their mindset or whatever so the more fans you can get in the stadium I feel like the better the team will play because you know they're playing for something they're playing for some support and stuff like that Definitely. Well, great stuff. With that, this will finish up my interview with All-American defensive tackle Colin Saunders. Colin, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. I truly hope that we are able to connect again down the road as you continue your career. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for the interview, too. I appreciate uh, all the insightful questions. Oh, definitely. I'd also like to thank all the listeners for tuning in to this special episode Please join me and the rest of the crew for the next edition of Inside the Hashes.